Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What up, Snapback fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, we're talking about what's going on in the world. It's crazy times out there. Hopefully, everyone's staying safe. Abe and I are going to have a quick conversation about all of that. We're going to talk about the MLB owners offer to the players, how wild it was, how we think about it. And then we're going to do some ranked. We missed ranked on Thursday because we did the live pod with the fam, but ranked, we're going to talk sports video games. Abe might have some non-sports video games, but overall, just video game rankings. Snapback fam, let's get it. Blue wire. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. He's on all year, every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh, he broke his ankles. For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Bryant with the jumper. He oh, got it! Oh, And the Lakers lead! Mamba out. What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman from Snapback Sports. Joining me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what's going on? Not much. I mean, <laughs> literally, it's, every, not it's, much. it's it's the same well, thing every time. Sports. Nope. Even yeah. in my life, too. Not really much going on. I guess I should move I my mean, microphone. There's closed. a lot going on in the world, yeah. for sure. Um, this shit is straight out of a movie. Yeah, it, this it shit is, is straight like, out of a movie. It's kind of bizarre. Um, so we wanted to tackle this up front early in the podcast because one. You know, people are saying to use our platform, which I agree with. Um, I'm not afraid of speaking out against anything and like losing ad sponsors or dollars. Like I know a bunch of celebrities or influencers have like kind of been reserved in doing that. Um, I don't feel that way. But we also comment on, uh, you know, sports and a big part of sports is African-Americans. So. We totally have um, a duty to kind of address the situation, but Abe, I'll kick it off to you. Uh, just feel free to, to. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard on like on this show talking about this because you and I take so much pride in not being like those mainstream media and like staying really out of politics, and because that's not really what people come here to hear about. They come here to hear you and I talk about sports, whether we're biased, whether our takes are ridiculous or not. Um, But I mean, when something is going on in the world that, excuse me, our kids will have that will read in their history books or I guess history iPads because there won't be history books when we have kids. Um, But this is some real shit. Obviously, what went down in Minnesota was not cool. Um, The cop. Uh, has been arrested and there's the other three cops are still out there, I believe. But I, it's just what we're seeing now with the rioting 
for me is hard to swallow because it's a whole different situation. I think that while the rioters are there to send a message, I, I there, there's a right and wrong way to do it, right? Two wrongs don't make a right. What is burning cities to the ground, burning businesses and, and people's livelihoods to the ground and, and looting these businesses doing for the overall message other than causing more tension that that's needed in, in our country. Um, you're seeing a lot of people all over the country, peaceful protests. And it's crazy because we saw that with Kaepernick and Eric Reed and they were scolded for it by many people um, saying they were dishonoring the troops, but they were doing exactly what um, political heads <clears throat> in high up places in the government want them to do right now. And that is peacefully protest. Um, there's a, there's a difference between protesting and rioting, uh, riot causes harm, causes injury. Uh, it's like we're watching, uh, CNN or, or Fox or whatever you watch. And they're literally commentating. Like it's, it's game play by play as if Mike Breen's on the call, like a standoff between cops and rioters. And, that's just, that's not cool because like you, a lot of people are going to these riots. I, I saw something the other night that most of the arrests made in Minneapolis, maybe on Friday night were from out of state people. And to me, that says that doesn't indicate a bunch of people coming together in support of one cause that to me is saying a bunch of people see what's going on but they want to be a part of history. So they're just going to come and, and break shit and, and, and wreak havoc and riot. And, and that's not the right way to go about it. Um, there's no doubt that there needs to be some change in this country. And I think that, I think that sports in particular is the best, I guess we could say industry platform to really take this head on just because when you play a sport, when you're with your team, you don't give a shit if the person next to you is purple or green. Like literally all you want to do is win. Um, and that's the beauty behind sports is people all coming together, no matter what they are for one common goal. And that's to win a game or, or to win an event or something like that. So I think sports really has the, the ability to, to send a message in this world. Uh, we've seen it in the past with when Derek Rose started the I Can't Breathe movement and, and the, the Donald, Donald Sterling thing when people protested and took their shirts off. And that's the right way to do it. You send a message by doing something and not by breaking something. And I think sports is the one place where we can really tackle this head on and hopefully send a message to the rest of the country. Um, Unfortunately, there's a bigger problem at issue, but I don't think that what's going on, I don't think you, I, I know, I'm not going to say I don't think, I know you cannot categorize all cops as, as being these types of people, right? That's not fair. There's a few bad eggs in the bunch. There should not be a mm. few bad eggs in a, in a profession that has to carry guns and make impulse decisions. That's a whole different story. But to pin this on cops as a whole, I think is a little bit unfair. And that's, that's where the country is getting a little twisted and, and these riots are rising about. I'm not in like total disagreement with everything you said. I think there's a few pieces that I'm pretty far off on. I think number one, the cops, of course, it's not everyone, but I think the system is broken in general. The unions are 
way too powerful. They, there's no incentive. And I did my research because I don't want to just like speak out on these right. things. And, yeah, let me just add that I, right. I've been, Jack and I have both been glued to this situation. Like we literally were trying to decide what to talk about on today's episode, obviously, because nothing's going on. And there's only one thing going on in this world right now. And it's, yeah. it's crazy that there's a pandemic going on. And that's an afterthought right now. Yeah. So the, the unions are too strong. Uh, there's there in most States, like if you wanted to come forward, there's no protection for you. You have to give it 24 hours. The system's just broken. The union is one of the strongest in the, in the entire world. Um, which it's, yes, there are a few bad actors, but Eggs. there's also a system. <laughs> no act. No actors. That's, that's a thing. What, is, what does that mean? It's like someone who acts badly. That's like a saying. Um, I've never heard that one. I, I promise you it's a thing. Um, there's a few bad actors within the system, but the system is broken in general. But I'm not really in agreement with you on the rioting. I think we got to draw a line between rioting and looting. So people are going to point and say, well, Kaepernick did protest peacefully. And then no one kind of like they called him uh, what the NFL owners call him. They called them like assholes or, or bitches, whatever, sons of bitches. Uh, Trump and Pence left a game that players were kneeling at. Like, we can't just act like that worked. So right. can you can you riot? And the looting now has become like, like you're saying, like 80% of people come from out of state and they're just doing it to actually steal stuff. And that's wrong. The rioting is not ideally, but it's not an ideal situation. Like, yes, I think everyone would agree. If peaceful protests worked 100% of the times, that's the right way to do it. My, this is where I stand now. The riots worked because now everyone's voice is heard and everyone's attention is had. And now I beg people to kind of flip the switch and say, okay, I hear you. I am white and I can't, and I don't go through what you go through. But now I finally... I'm hearing you to the fullest extent. How can I help? And this is one of those weird situations where I, I kind of feel helpless and lost. And I, and I hope people can help us out. You can DM Abe and I, you can tweet at us, do whatever. But normally it's like, okay, this black man was killed. Let's help pay for his funeral. Here's the link. Okay, we'll make a donation. And, and then here, the Australian fires are happening. Okay, here's how you can support that cause. There's a couple of things going around, but I don't know where that money's going. I don't know how that's going to impact these things when overall it's just like a systematic oppression. So what I'm wondering is like, all right, now I need LeBron James. I know you can't breathe and I hear you, but I now need LeBron James to tell me, here's how we can fix it. Because I'm not a racist, but I know that there are racist people out there and I know there's a broken system. So I'm just asking like, Someone tell me, how can we all fix this together? Because I genuinely don't know. I don't know how to solve this. Yeah, let me let me rephrase what I was saying. What I, I, I totally, I like your point about the rioting, right? Because at some point, what does it need to do? Like people just kind of talked about it and forgot about it and we see no change. I just have a hard time swallowing the pill of rioting when it involves all these illegal acts that are that are 
destroying people. Like small businesses are already struggling enough in this country with the economy and mm-hmm. everything to go and throw some bricks at a bunch of windows and, and destroy where people make money and where they're putting food on the table. That's not something I can, I can really get behind. Um, I, under- totally. I understand you have to do something to send a message, but like you said, it's a systematic thing. It's not going to start with one riot, one act, but when it gets to a certain level and, and tear gas is involved with cops and these standoffs, it, it's just, it's something that I, I find troubling because people that people that are oppressed or feel oppressed are now having to deal with other things because of this overall problem. And you're right. You and I, we don't, we, we acknowledge our privilege, right? But we don't really know the best way to utilize it. And I think this is the best way is to actually not be afraid to talk about things. Because one of my friends told me when we were discussing politics one time, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm very educated in politics. Right. Um, and I said to him, I said, listen, like I would love to have a serious conversation, in-depth conversation, even if we might not agree on certain things but I don't feel educated enough to, to speak on certain things. And he said to me that you not being educated to speak on certain things just goes to show how certain things haven't affected you. And that's why you can't speak on them because you're privileged enough to where these things didn't affect you. And that's something that stood out to me. Um, but like you said, you and I are like this, what's going on in America is absolutely terrible. It's just, what what can we do? You know what I mean? And, and, uh, and, and, acknowledge, and acknowledging and acknowledging that there is a problem and there needs to be a change as a start, but like it's going to be actions. And unfortunately, um, I feel as if you're not going to be able to change everyone. Some people are just born the way they're born and it's fucked up and it sucks. But I mean, there has to be a change and what's going on in America. It's, it's escalated quickly. Um, but there needs to be something. It's absurd. Yeah. So to reiterate, if anyone has any way we can help out, I'm totally open to it. I just am not in a position to say, this is where my money needs to go. I signed a petition this morning, but like, how much of an impact is that going to make? I genuinely yeah, I don't sent, know. I sent, a, I sent a group. Like Someone shared something on Instagram like everyone is right now, but it was like, send a text to text Floyd to a certain number. Yeah, and I yeah. put it in my group me and I said, listen, I don't know what this does, but I'm sure it can't hurt. Right. Right. Like, right. But that's the difference. I don't want it to be this can't right, hurt. I, I want, want to be, it to this be helps. like, and this helps. And I want it to be like, I just... I know it's, we're not going to fix it in a day or probably in 10 years. And there's too many issues. And because it's systematic, like you, you got to plug holes, but like, let's start plugging holes. If we got to donate a hundred bucks to this organization and that's going to help with gun violence in my County, then that's a win. And maybe someone's life is saved. So if there's uh, one thing we yeah. can agree on, it's hopefully this is the last time that we have to have this kind of episode. Yeah, I mean, realistically, it won't be, which is, that's just how it is. And that's why it's so disturbing. And that's why you see generations of African Americans yelling at each other on the street saying, I'm 46, I'm 31, and he's 16. And we're all going to go through the same thing. But how can that 16 year old in 10 years be in a better spot? Like, I don't know, but I would love to at least try to figure it out. All right, on to the 
MLB. So the owners proposed. The owners are out of their fucking mind. (laughs) (laughs) The owners made an offer to the MLBPA. Um, All right. You're heavily against it. Most people are. Uh, of Uh, Of course, you're not against it. No, it's not that I'm against it. I don't know like the financial situation um, enough to really speak on it. I think the and there's a union for a reason in the MLBPA, but I I wish there was a situation where I can appreciate the fact that Garrett Cole and Mike Trout don't want to play this year because their value to society is $40 million and they have worked their entire life building up value. I totally appreciate that. And if they don't want to play under their value, that's fair. Same Le'Veon Bell did it. Athletes do it all the time. People in the work in business do it all the time. They say, I'm not going to work here. I think I'm worth X, but I do wish in a, in a situation like we're in today where there's younger kids and there's minor leaguers and all that, where they could be like, all right, I will, am willing to take the health risk and the pay cut because $200,000 to play baseball means a lot to me. I love the game. I wish there was an opportunity that, that like, you could pick and choose because some, some players might not feel that way. And while a union is supposed to help the greater good, which it is, I think on an individual basis, maybe it, it could be a choice. And I think there would be enough players to play and MLB is like, it just sucks for the sport of baseball because this is really their chance. And now they're, they're just somehow they're coming out of this in a worse light when they could have been the only sport on TV. Right. Uh, yeah. MLB really dropped the ball. They had a chance to, to be the sport. I mean, granted, they're kind of the only sport every summer at a certain point and they're still not the sport. But when you have a bunch of sports junkies deprived of it's like taking heroin away from an addict, right? <laughs> like, when it comes back, we're going to get that rush, whether it's baseball or whether it's or Russian ping pong that I may or may not have been betting on these past couple of months. Um, but yeah, so the, to the top guys like the, the, the Coles, the Harpers, the Trouts, they're all being asked to take in this initial. It's just a, a plan. So it's a negotiation. This was just the offer that they put out. They were supposed to take around like a 70 percent pay cut. Mm hmm. If I asked you, Jack, to do your job for 70% less than what you're worth, and I'm adding in way bigger health risks, and I'm adding in way bigger restrictions, maybe in terms of how long you can see your family for, how long, mm-hmm. how long you can be with them, where you can travel, where you can't, it's kind of hard to have the love of the game trump that. You know what I mean? Totally. Some people need this money because they're trying to make a name for themselves in the career. That's my point. That's That's my point. That's the split. But here's the harsh reality. The owners don't give a shit about those guys. They don't give, those guys don't sell jerseys. Those guys don't put butts in seat and tickets. And the reason that these owners are putting out these, these ridiculous offers to the players and asking them to take such a pay cut is because they've lost so much money since the Corona pandemic happened. They're losing ticket sales. They're losing food revenue from the ballpark. They're losing Jersey sales. And they're in they're in recoup mode right now. They're saying, okay, how can we recoup all this money we lost as fast as we can? And they immediately don't want to pull it out of their pockets, right? They, they're like they want to they want to try and make it a little bit of a 50-50, but this isn't a 50-50. Me, Just, what I what I think the MLB needs to do, this is the most fair way. However many games you're gonna come back, 
prorated salary. Like that's the only way, in my opinion. But okay, so let me offer a counter. And that was one thing I wanted to mention was you said they're asking for seventy percent cut to do their jobs. I think in this format, they've said half a season. Like, have they specified the salary cut is for what? Whether they played in a full season? I think I think the owners had the the. The offer the owners put out, and somebody can correct yeah. me if I'm wrong in the DMs, like you always do. <laughs> um, they put out an 82 game season, and I believe today the MLBPA is going to counter with prorated salary for at least 100 games. Got it. Got it. Um, at what point? At what point does it become? Do you lean on screw the billionaire owners that and? go to we just want to play ball and uh, yeah i'm not advocating for love of the game i'm saying you asked me a question. that's what it need that's what that's what it needs to be though in order for it to come back i mean you asked me a question of would i take a 70 percent pay cut to do my job and put my family and health in risk i maybe wouldn't because i'm in a financially stable situation but there's healthcare workers out there there's uh emergency services out there that like they need the salary. They live paycheck to paycheck. And I think that's kind of what might be happening in the lower level of the MLB. So, Not to mention that the MLB has to renegotiate its CBA <laughs> next year. So if they can't agree on a deal now, then yeah, might we be, might yeah. be looking at a two-year lockout. But the thing that's interesting to me is if it's fine if you're going to do this pay cut thing. But how do you not offer a contingency plan that say, okay, Mike Trout, we'll pay you that $40 million over the course of the next six or seven years. They're just stripping his one year. Right. Salary. That's an interesting one. I mean, they, people have done that around uh, the U S like your favorite barber. You might be like, look, I don't feel comfortable coming to get a haircut, but I'm going to come give you, you know, a $20 tip for the next hundred haircuts I get from you. Like I'm still saving that money but I'm just not going to pay you today. So one thing I will propose as devil's advocate is the players, right? You're saying the owners don't want to lose money. The players don't want to take a salary cut. And there's obviously because the health risk involved and all the stipulations that you mentioned. But when we talk about the women's U S national soccer team, we say, all right, they, they're the best team in the world. They're way better than the men's in comparison to their sport. And then the flip side is the men's make a lot more money. So they need to be paid for what they're driving in terms of revenue. Is there a mathematical situation where you could say to the players, like, look, we're only going to make X amount of dollars because, you know, we're not making in, in stadium ticket sales. We're not selling as much merchandise, et cetera. From what I've heard, from my cousin was that the estimation is like just off of TV, TV money and advertising and stuff and losing in stadium stuff. They only lose about 20 to 30% of revenue. I genuinely don't know how accurate that. Yeah, no, not going to try and do any math on my part, but my, my thing would be, okay, so let's say they do lose 30%, then that's a 30% pay cut. And that to me would make the most sense. If you're going to make $100 on a TV ad, then you made $100 because these players are playing. If you're going to make 50 and then just pay it out like that. So that's how I think about it. Overall, will the MLB season happen this year? I just I say no. and, and the funny thing... It would, be different. it would be different if it started, but it didn't. 
they didn't even get going. The incentive to to get it going is way less right. than that of the, the NBA. The funny thing is, these owners, while they're they're uber wealthy and they don't need the money and they could lose, you know, an entire season. And yeah, it is a ton of money that they're losing, but it wouldn't actually affect their bottom line for the most part. But there do seem so short-sighted. Like if you want your organization to be worth a lot of money, why not sacrifice one year for the long term? Like this is baseball's chance. Why not suck it up? And I mean, you could say the same thing about the players, but it just doesn't, it's not the same. Like, is it, is it baseball's chance? Yeah, it is. I'm not saying it's going to work, but it, it, you can't deny it's their chance. If, how would it work? How would, like in what, in, in the perfect situation for the sport of baseball, if they were going to come back and be the first sport yeah. back, how would that benefit the future? How would baseball? it benefit? How do you, how do you, so, because to me, yeah. because to me, it may help it in the short term, but in two or three years, in the middle of July, when your team's 30 games under 500 or whatever, right, you're not talking your about team's... the Orioles. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, but like it's still going to return more to that localized sport. That's not going to put, I'm saying in three years from now, Corona will not sport of baseball. In my opinion. Agreed. So the reason why is right now, like you said, it's super, it's hyper localized. But they've been making a push to make it more about the players. They did the whole playoff campaign, which was like, let the players have fun. That was like a massive... What playoff campaign? The MLB did a playoff campaign last year. I don't know if... It it wasn't like overt saying, like, we're doing this to market players over teams. But like, that was their whole campaign was like, Baez is fun. Oh, the sick sick commercial and everything. And they put Reese frickin' Hoskins next to Trout. So they're making that push and one... If every sport highlight on my Snapchat account and on Bleacher and on ESPN is baseball-related, that's only going to help. If the only thing to watch is baseball-related, and then you do actually have the potential to almost test new things. They go to an 82-game season. What if fans are like, all right, I'm not watching 161. 82, I watched 20 of them. Okay, Dude, playoff baseball? Right is so electric it's it's might be my favorite playoffs because every pitch means that much more but for me it's not like you said that they did that players thing that's what the mlb needs to do start you can mike trout is debatably the michael jordan (laughs) of baseball and you know how many people can walk past him on the street in america and not know who the hell he is it starts with the players and building out their own personal brands and I just don't think Corona helps that. I think that, I, yeah, I it would be know. very nice. It would be very nice in the short term. But Jack, if MLB came back and the NBA didn't next Sunday, are you tuning in for Cubs Cardinals Sunday night baseball? I'm not. And we discussed that, but I'm watching on social media and how many games, how many times have you sat down and watched Jaron Jackson Jr. Play a basketball game? Genuinely. I could probably count I've, on one. I, I've zero times have I watched. We went to a Memphis Grizzlies game. We didn't even watch the whole game. Well, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't count. We had free food. And we were just touring the stadium, trying everything. We actually and Jack and Jackson I, was out for the game. What game? It was Brooklyn Memphis, yeah. but they lost by like forty too. Yeah, but we bet on Memphis. It was lit. So, yeah. but my point is, like, you know a decent bit about Jaron Jackson Jr. You know all about John Morant. And I will tell you to your face, I have never once sat through an entire Memphis Grizzlies game because of the power of social media. And I always joke that you don't watch sports. I don't watch sports. We just watch Twitter. But it's true. And 
all I'm saying is you don't have to watch sports to know exactly sports. now you don't and you now let me rephrase that you <laughs> don't have to watch sports to sound like you know what exactly. you're talking because about. you consume it and these bikes because, things- because you cannot watch sports and know how many games out the Sixers are, the Celtics are, but you don't know how to beat a 2-3 zone. Exactly. But then you do have the issue of, like, people think Ben Simmons is bad at basketball because of memes. Yeah, and then you see the the tweets that are comparing Ben Simmons to Brandon Ingram. (laughs) I didn't see those. Dude, oh, my God. Not to get off track, point is, what have you been seeing on social media pre, obviously, everything that's going on? You see players playing video games. You see them making – Jordan Clarkson making TikToks. Like if there was real live sports, the base and their fun electric personalities, they would be on social media and people would be consuming it. So I do think it actually could it can't hurt. We know that. And like I was saying, they could test stuff out. Could you play seven inning games twice in a day? And that's really then uh, Ian Happ said yeah, that, right? Exactly. You could do that. The eighty two game season, like I was saying, okay, I sat through twenty of the eighty games because I was bored and I actually liked baseball. And I watched the quarter of the season and then you go back and next season it's 160 games. And it's like, I have to watch 20 games to watch an eighth of the season. Like that kind of stinks. And then maybe the MLB is like, you know what? We don't need 161 or two, whatever it is. We need a hundred game season. We need, because we want to put more pressure on every game, make it mean more. So I think there's right. But then, then if, if this whole thing with all the owners are losing money, they're only going to lose more when you shorten the season. Like yeah. that's what we all baseball should do. But I'm telling you with this whole Corona thing, like these owners are like, you're only a billionaire. You're a billionaire for a reason. Yeah. You save your money. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about it. So I think the MLB is blowing it. That's kind of the takeaway, but the MLB in general, like, yes, the owners made a bad offer, but now the MLB PA needs to come back with, a good offer and be like, we want to make this work. It sounds like the two sides are nowhere close. I'm not advocating love of the game. I'm just saying there needs to be, you got to stop being so short-sighted. You're an owner. You're smart for a reason. You don't end up, most people don't end up with a billion dollars, right? This is a building year for your O's, right? (laughs) Every year is a building year. I don't know. All right. On to ranked. We are ranking. (laughs) I was like, what is wrong? I don't know. We have a we have a Canadian producer. I'm trying out accents. I wanted to fit in uh, with the squad. Um, maybe maybe cut this part out. <laughs> no. uh, so we are ranking video games. My three are sports video games. Abe might have a an outlier on the list, but who starts? I feel like I start. All right, I'm gonna start. My number three favorite sport video game is MLB Slugfest. Do you know what that is? Oh, great game. Dude, so we're we're 96, born in 96. So, you know, in our 20s, MLB Slugfest, I think stopped in like 04, 05-ish. So this was really a game I played when I was pretty young. I wouldn't even say like growing up we played this. It was really when we were younger. MLB Slugfest, I just have one memory of playing this game. I'm playing my dad. Yeah, yeah, so uh, let me finish. So I'm playing my dad. I'm, uh, it's tied up, bottom nine, obviously walk-off opportunity. Pool host comes to the plate, the best player. So you can is, play, this bat, is this bat on fire? Yeah, you can turn the bat on fire. He <laughs> smacks one to the gap, and pool host on fire apparently is fast. So he gets a triple, 
and then in the game you can physically hit people. Yeah, <laughs> so it's great. Nut punches the third baseman. The guy drops the ball, and I run home. And it was like an inside the park home run. Like whoever made that is just hysterical. So that's my number three. I'm great, really great. I pick. wish this is, this I wonder is if we not find that game. Yeah, I'm sure. Ooh, They're like, re- I'm making a change to my number two. All right. Yeah, so I, I'm making a change to my number three. It's not my third favorite. It's probably my first or second, but I just want to take it so you don't. Okay. NFL Street. Okay. I, NFL Street. NFL Street is like, one of those. Honestly, honestly, any any of the street games, any of the street games, but like NFL in particular was just my personal favorite. You got Vic knocking everyone out, Ricky Williams hurtling just beating the shit out of people in the brick walls. Just one of those games where you just see a bunch of Jack dudes show up in, in wife beaters and just beat the shit out of each other. Like football should be played. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it wasn't on my list actually, but it's one of those. I games- thought it was when you said the slug fest, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's it was one of those games that like get it. It just, it's legacy is carried on through Twitter and through social media for sure. All right. Your number two. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat real hard with this one. I'm taking every backyard game. Oh come on! I'm taking I'm taking that every backyard game. That was my number game. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not gonna specify a sport. I'm just gonna take the whole brand what of backyard sport franchise. Yeah, CDs into your computers. Um, you remember, remember what those things look like? Yeah. What's CDs? your best backyard sports memory? Because I have mine off the off the noggin. Like the when backyard baseball can rank number three in this in the franchise, like that's insane. That's one of the best video games of all time. And Dude, I like even backyard hockey with like Mike Madonna oh and the Dallas God. Stars. Basketball was the worst one. How? Yeah, I don't even remember ever playing basketball. Soccer I like, I like was vividly too. remember Being the Columbus vividly, Crew. Like, yeah, I vividly remember running up the score in a football game in the snow, like seventy-four to three. Oh. It's not. It's not my biggest memory, but it's just one of those where I can. Literally remember my desktop in my old house and just like looking right there. How, like, I swear to God, I'll give up everything I do in my life and own if they gave me the rights to work on backyard sports franchise and create it into a mobile game or on Xbox. Dude, like, how, how have they, they not that? remastered it? How have they not remastered it? Like, that's insanity. This is an honorable mention for me, but they're remastering the old Tony Hawk Pro Skater games. I used to love those. Yeah, that, those. Are Speaking fun. of which, let's do a little halftime. What was your <laughs> halftime of ranked? What was your um your consoles in order that you owned Ooh, as okay. a kid? All right, this is a good one. Strictly non-mobile because PSPs and Game Boys and all that they get involved. But we're going just console hooked up to a television. Yeah. Um, I was, I started, I started with N64. I never did GameCube. I never had N64. I had GameCube, but I was, it was like a one or the other type thing. I went PS2, Xbox 360, tried the PS3. Like, wow. You went from a PS2 to a 360. Yeah. That's like learning a new language. Tried the PS3 and like gave it back to GameStop and they gave me like a pat on the back. And then, you know, GameStop's trade-in values are crazy. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I... Take 15 games there, leave with 20 cents. Yeah, Xbox One, and then I have both now because um, I wanted to play MLB The Show. But on the mobile, like, it went from, uh, oh, my God, uh, Game Boy, 
Game Boy PSP, Color. PSP was too early for its time. It's the greatest invention of all time. Playing those, at they camp. tried to remaster it like PS Vita or whatever. Yeah. But like, it was kind of fire. I have one of them. It, it was dude, like this slap. M- this MLB the Show on PSP, GTA, unreal, like unbelievable. I went. Were you a Were and, you a DS guy? I had a DS. I wasn't yeah. a huge DS guy. Um, so I went Nintendo sixty four. Mm-hmm. Probably my favorite console of all time. I actually like bought one in high school off like a kid just because I could rehab it. I think I played it like twice. I don't have it anymore. But N64, and then I started Xbox, and I never cheated on it. The OG Xbox yeah. before the 360. No, I'm still had an that. Xboxer for sure. Got got 360, um, and then I got to a point where I was at college, and all my friends had Xbox Ones, so I'm like, I don't need to buy an Xbox One. But I think I'm going to end up getting one soon because that new PGA Tour game, yeah, PGA 2K, is coming out on in September, November, and I love golf video games. <laughs> They're golf video games are fun, and then for me, like after it's like make your, it's your my player, but then you get too good and you're shooting right. You're like twenty six hundred. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Back to back to ranked second half of ranked. Uh, your number two, my number two. So I had FIFA down because I love playing. I love playing FIFA because I think in person, it's the best game to play one-on-one Madden in person is tough because of screen looking, screen looking. uh, other games in person. 2k is just like, I'm not speaking on 2k cause we might be in the, game I, I used to have a, <laughs> I used to have a big, I used to be a big NHL fan. Yeah. Like I love shell, NHL one-on-one shell and FIFA in person. I personally pick fifa because uh nhl by the way i apologize for calling it nhl oh it's it's chill nhl 1v1 is just like people aren't that good and they just pass it across the goal and like slap shot it in so fifa you can be more yeah creative. i would love to see what like an esports right. an esports chill player plays hockey like <laughs> right. they don't just the go like. two on ones and pass it across and try and hit it <laughs> in so but my i changed my number two from fifa Two and you mentioned it, GameCube Super Mario Strikers was the <sighs> Thank God. sickest game. That's a great game ever. That's a great game. Like you would have yeah. you pick your character, so I would be like Mario or Luigi, and then you have like mini toads or uh, little dudes with you. Electric game. Um, your number one. You took mine. It was backyard sports, but you did cut me off. I will talk about but no so you got to take a new one you got to take a new one i'll talk about my greatest backyard sports moment because i didn't get to and i'll never forget it i'm sitting in my grandparents house it's the super bowl of pete wheeler throws a 70 yard bomb no. so <laughs> just heartbreak hotel i'm playing in the super bowl grinding all year the other team comes down scores with like three seconds left to take the lead it's just like yeah, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they programmed those games so you literally couldn't lose. That's what I I mean, you would think so because <laughs> it's for kids for the most part. Heartbreak. Like probably my first ever sports moment that was like truly heartbreaking. And then Pablo Sanchez returns the kickoff to win the Super Bowl. And I'm just See, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I was just like running around the house going absolutely insane. The game's probably like falling apart. I don't know. But that so uh, you need a new number one since I took everything spot, back out. On the spot, my number one sports video game. Doesn't have to be sports. Any video game? Yeah. I feel like I just have one that popped in my head. 
Um, I mean, I'll give a shout out to the Wii console just for trying. Like favorite Wii, favorite Wii sport. Bowling's a common one. Golf was brutal. Not tennis. Good. Tennis was fun. tennis was fun. Ten- I would tennis say, was yeah, fun. Tennis is probably. So- I mean, look. I'm only giving we a shout out. I'm not saying it's my number one because I, I don't think they actually did a great job, <laughs> but the concept was there. I just don't think they had the technology to do it. Like I, a few weeks ago, went on Amazon and checked how much a Wii was because during quarantine, I considered getting one because yeah, I, mean, I loved I loved Wii Sports. You, but it's fun in, con, in concept and then like, it's fun for an hour. Right. And then you got to stand up for two hours. Like you can't game for four hours. Like, is there anyone on Twitch? Like, you know, the Twitch streamers who will stream for like eight hours and it's their job, like Ninja. Like, are there Wii streamers or you can't? It's like a full. I don't think the game is in depth enough for that. Right. And it's too full of a workout. So, my favorite video game all time goes hand in hand with N64. You could play on GameCube too. Super Smash Bros. Super Smash Bros. The best. The best. I, I like when Super Mario. Land on like Kart. a map or whatever. I like Super and your Mario. one friend would say, oh, no being Kirby. Or I guess that would be. That- Why? Was Kirby OP like that? Dude, Kirby. His special move or like. He can fly. Is he the sky. pink dude? Yeah, he can just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking air, and he's like this, and then he turns into a brick <laughs> yeah. and just slams on the ground, so you can just smack your opponent. So like Kirby was like the unfair, but like you get Zelda, Super Smash Bros. Melee, just the goat. I have some honorable mentions. You want to hear them? Yeah, sure. I'll tell them to you. <laughs> Fight night round three. Okay. UFC. Great boxing you guys game. were jamming on for a while at school. That's fun. UFC is fun if you know how to play. There's, there's never really been a good boxing game. Fight night round three. The goat when the McDonald's or the Burger King King is your trainer. I don't fight know that night. One. The fight night series were amazing. Okay. Um, top spin tennis for mm, Xbox. Mm. <laughs> Every every Mario uh, Mario Kart was going to be my number spin one. Or like it, top spin. I felt like the, the it's called top spin. Okay, okay. Um, some of the worst games ever. Forza, that game that would just <laughs> always come with your Xbox when you bought it, like yeah, that one yeah. race car. Did game. you ever play Geometry Wars on Xbox? I, I would never play any video game that has to do with math. I, the reason I got an Xbox was because of how fun Geometry Wars is. That which is pretty nuts. Um, Punch Out! Apparently, people love that one. It was twenty years ago. Techno uh, Super Bowl computer, I never played. Computer games. Icy Tower. Remember that? Mm-mm. Oh my God! You can run up and down the walls and um, NBA Jam. Yeah, that's a little bit before our time. Yeah, that's Mario a little bit before tennis. our time. I'm reading a Bleacher article. Oh, Mario Tennis with with Boo. Jordan oh. versus Bird one on one, released in 1988. Imagine, imagine just MJ like wins. imagine just like a, a LeBron versus KD video game. <laughs> LeBron would win. Um, what other games? Le- All the MLB the shows, which is so annoying. They don't make those for Xbox. I, they're next year. They're going cross. Oh, how do we forget? I mean, we didn't really forget, but how is it not on the list? NCAA football, NCAA basketball, goats. Yeah, goats. Um, Let's just say it how it is so you guys can shut up in the comments when we post the image. Yeah, the 2K game is fun because they have players, but it's the worst video game ever. Like, I don't need to be dribbling out of bounds. I, you can't make a full court pass. It is the most poorly made video game ever. That being said, if anyone wants this work, they can have it. I don't know if you're nice at 2K like that. It's like riding a bike. But you were never good at riding that bike. Dude. 
when they had the one three one zone in and I learned how to perfect that, I literally would force twenty five turnovers. That just game. proves my point that you're not good because whoever plays zone in two K is not good at two K. If you can't on that? ball guard, you're no, you I can, yeah, you on ball guard. Dude, I, you you're trash. All right, so we'll play. Oh, I took the I took the Knicks to the playoffs. I did. That Sick. was fire. Do you see the Heartbreak Hotel at the end of that? I try to watch as minimal Knicks basketball as possible. Oh, my God. In the 2K subscriber league. So, game one, I get absolutely schlossed. I mean, just dominated. So, game two in the garden, I fall behind behind early, make a nice comeback as I am the comeback kid. It was, like, actually an insane game. I was down eight with, like, 50 seconds left. Brogdon hits three threes. I'm getting stops. Game goes to overtime. And in overtime, it's back and forth, back and forth. I'm down one with like six seconds left. Inbound to Brogdon, top of the key, drives to the left, probably like the left wing, mid-range, his spot that I like cash from, beat whoever his big man was off the dribble, like Capella or something, and wide open jumper. I hold X, and it double-tapped it. So it did like a pivot spin fadeaway directly into the defender. And it went back guy and I lost by one. It was sorry, buddy. I was like actually depressed after. Um, all right, Snapback fam. Let us, uh, once again, let us know how we can help. If you guys have good ideas, how we can kind of keep this momentum, this loud voice going, push it through. Let us know what you think about the MLB and let us know what your favorite. What do we miss? What? We missed a shit ton of video games. Oh, yeah, we missed a ton. We missed a ton. So just um, feel free to chirp us and uh, let us know. Snapback fam. I'm trying to think about oh, Reminder many- for people who like might be new to the pod, we record on Sundays and Wednesdays, but pods post every Monday and Thursday. That's our schedule Mondays and Thursdays, always free. Apple Podcast app, iTunes, Spotify, your favorite podcast app, etc. So check us out. Snapback fam, much love. Peace.